0: McDonald's, participantes limitado.
1: It's like just not a difficult schedule, so yeah, I'm I'm forced to take the hire here.
2: School can't yeah. believe it.
1: Throwing it up. weren't that your Lions last
2: year? <laughs> He's wearing the shirt right now, my brother.
0: <laughs>
2: we are back. TWS still moving through our division previews, we are on to the NFC North. And we got fans of every team here. No Lions, sorry. The McMahon and his Vikings are here. Scoob and his, I believe, champion Packers, the hat says. And me, I'm undecided. I'm, I haven't really staked any claim yet.
0: The record should show I do have an underdog Lions shirt on, Lions oh. colors. So
2: Scoob, all our boxes yes. are checked here. Thanks for tapping in. Thanks for hitting that thumbs up, for listening to us discuss these divisions. We will start with my Chicago Bears. That's just how it works out. I I don't make the rules. Seven and a half is their number. They were three and 14 last year. Lost 10 in a row to finish the season. Four of those by less than five points. What did these Chicago Bears do this offseason, Coley?
1: A lot. Uh, they did a whole lot. They brought in a guy I feel like it's on a new team every year, Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds they gave a bag to. TJ Edwards they gave a decent chunk of change to. Brought in Big Bob Tanyan from your Packers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they brought in Rasheem Green, Nate Davis, Mercedes Lewis. Refuses to retire. Uh, DeMarcus Walker, who I know some people are really high on, Andrew Billings, and Deonta Foreman. And, oh, yeah, they had the number one pick, and they traded it. So, DJ Moore.
2: This was a tank done very well. Like, again, you lose 10 in a row down the stretch. Get that pick from the Texans. Thanks, Lovey. And you're in position to do what you want. What they did was trade back with Carolina, as you mentioned. So they'll still have that draft capital. I just got a salute on a tank. Well done. So far, we'll see if the players turn out to anything. But so far, I think this is what you would want. What young guys do we think might take a step?
1: And I'm pretty high on Kyler Gordon. He was there, I want to say second. Yeah, second round pick in 2022 corner out of Washington. He was dreadful last year. just wasn't very good, but there's also a bad defense overall. So that's where it's like, I don't know how much of that is his fault, and he's still really young. I wouldn't be surprised if he took a step. Obviously, their linebackers uh, were not good. Uh, so they went out and they signed two guys, uh, PFS 5th and 6th ranked linebackers in football last year. They were like, come on over, fellas. Both of you. And, I mean, the front, like the defense, when I think Chicago Bears, I think Incompetent offense, very stout defense. Last year it was like semi competent offense, unless they're playing the Patriots, and it was the greatest offense of all time. Uh, but semi competent offense, really, really bad defense. If this bad deep, I mean, I think it's an Eddie Jackson contract year. He's still young, despite being in the league for twenty years. Jaquan Brisker looked really good; they're uh, one of their rookies last year. If the defense can be average, that's going to help this team tremendously.
2: They were 31st or 32nd against the pass, against the run, and in pressure rate. Now, again, they traded a boatload of guys. Again, part of that tanking done right, getting those extra picks for you know Robert Quinn, Roquan Smith. I think it's interesting, like you, you mentioned the linebackers, the bet they made is that the picks we have, or the picks we can get for Roquan, Tremaine Edmonds, and TJ Edwards, that's all for $24.5 million a year. Or you could just have Roquan for $20 million. So it's like, okay, we'll pay the extra four for all the other stuff. Like, Edmonds had a good year last year. TJ Edwards wore the green dot for the Eagles defense. I did not know. So they're adding him. And also drafted Noah Sewell. I think he was their fifth or sixth round pick.
1: Noah Sewell so. and Jack Sanborn, second-year guy, Wisconsin mm. Badger. Again, his only fly. He was average last year. What did they have him at? 41st out of 81st linebackers. As a rookie, pretty good, just being true middle of the pack. I don't see any reason why he couldn't get better.
2: I still don't know who's rushing, rushing the passer. Like I don't know who they had. Maybe it's a young guy that they had popped. Maybe it's somebody that they drafted. But it feels like they definitely addressed defense. Linebackers, secondary feels good. But I do wonder who's going to pressure the quarterback for.
1: And will will this offensive line improve? They obviously mm-hmm. took Darnell Wright, who I believe was a career – what was, what had happened in Tennessee? He went right, left, right. I think tackled. so. They moving around. Yeah, and he was just garbage at left. And so that's like – listen, you need two tackles? Like, I don't know why no one really believes this anymore, but, like, if he can't play left and he's dominant at right, good. You got one of them solved. That's big. Uh, and Braxton Jones was a the guy they took last year in the fifth round, and he was the 19th graded tackle in all of football.
0: Uh, so if, if he can continue <laughs> developing, maybe they have that figured out. And Darnell Wright accidentally thought he, he read the do the wide receiver training, so he did that training <laughs> exercise instead of the O-line one. So
2: What do we think? Is that good or bad? Bad that he didn't notice or, or good that he did it anyway? We're still like, hey man, if it says I gotta weigh 192 pounds, I gotta cut weight.
0: Yeah, you do the job that's in front of you. I think that's a good thing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You point to Justin Fields, you say keep him upright. And Darnell says yes, sir. Also added Nate Davis in on that offensive line. Another year for Tevin Jenkins. I feel like he moved around as well. I feel like for the longest time it was a terrible thing for an offensive line to have moved around. Right. And now it's finally getting back to it's like, hey, maybe he could, if somebody goes goes down over the course of a long season, he could help in multiple spots. That might be a good thing. So line should be better.
0: New backfield, Kolohe Herbert, the number one. I'm interested to see how that works because he's one of those guys like a Tony Pollard, where everyone says, "Oh, he's good when he's got those twelve carries of huge burst."
2: Well, it feels like a backfield where everybody's going to get a couple of touches. Mm-hmm. Everybody will get to work in there. Fields look much better down the stretch again with no offensive line, no receiving weapons at least, and they started to work to his strengths. Now he has a DJ Moore, a full season and off season of Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney. It's time to pay either he or Chase Claypool. I imagine they have a contract for one of those guys. So, good luck. It's
0: not going to be Claypool. I'll just say that right now.
2: That's and- really the one a trade I liked at the time just has not worked out. But it still might. Like if Chase Claypool has a good season, I don't know if he makes all pro this year, but I don't think him having a good season would surprise anybody. It's contract year for him too. So he's trying to get paid.
0: I know it, the guy a guy they drafted, it might have been this year, uh Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati. He's pretty good. He hmm. he went a little later than people thought he would.
2: Yeah, so they figure to have much better weapons. Another year for field to I it's so fascinating that As much as people did not and still do not like Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, it's just like, yeah, they're much better than Fields. It's like, I don't know, man. Y'all still see Bryce on his tippy toes, and we've seen how C.J. Stroud's look so far. And people still don't think Fields is good, despite what he showed down the stretch. What do we think he shows this year?
0: You'd hope he takes an improvement as a passer, because last year running, he was excellent. So I'm still very
1: high on Justin Fields. I don't know that... This offense is still enough around him. Like when, when Jalen Hurts showed he was capable, they got a top ten wide receiver both in the league and in the draft. They were just like, all right, here you go. I like DJ Moore, and the routes he runs complements where Fields was successful. So I do, I like that. I think they needed to make one more move in terms of receiving. So I'm not high on Chase Claypool. I think Mooney's good. I'm, I like Mooney, but I, if he were the three here and so the two, then it's like, oh man, I I might be picking them to win the division, even with like the pass rush question marks.
2: That's where it feels like weapons wise. I I get it. It's like okay, I think we're wep- or like a year away. Like Moore's there. You hope one of Mooney or Claypool you pay, and then next draft you have two first round picks. One of those needs to be Marvin Harrison. The second by Hooker by Crook. Talking so about their mm. their line, they yep. got uh, Zach Pickens
1: and uh, Javon Dexter, senior uh, mm. defensive lineman, out of the SEC with their second and third round picks this year. So they know it's an issue. I imagine. What's their schedule looking like? It feels like a pretty balanced schedule. They get the they get the Packers at home immediately. The first time they haven't seen Aaron Rodgers in forever. <laughs>
2: uh that, hey, that could be a bit not like a must win but in terms I think it's of like I
1: think
2: it's I, I, yeah the guy who's like yeah i'm your daddy and everybody there's like fuck
0: he's got us if you can come out early and win that it's gonna be a sore surprise when they realize the new guy's just as good as the last one it's gonna be more of the same uh i mean they play the chiefs week three that's
1: it doesn't come sandwiched. Like they play the Bucks before that. They play Broncos after that, Commanders after that. Like, not a tough stretch, but they have to play the Chiefs week three. Again, if they lose to the Packers week one, and then the, they will lose to the Chiefs week three, now you're one and two. Like, that's not where you want to be.
2: I don't, the Chiefs are good to trick one early one, though. You just want to be that one. Or even that, that first, what, five didn't sound like if you can come out of that three and two, I felt you're feeling pretty good anything worse than that i imagine it gets much tougher after that week 13
1: by yeah i mean it's a pretty balanced
2: i saw schedule. six easiest schedule so maybe it's just not yeah tough i mean worst team in the league last year benefiting from that fourth place schedule so seven and a half oops says lower
0: Still going lower because, I mean, they only had three wins last year, so they could completely double up and still get six. So I'm, I'm actually – I'm putting them right at seven, looking at their schedule. Mm-hmm. I can see seven wins here. I think if they go over, they're going to have to beat a team better than them to do it. So,
2: Colin?
1: Yeah, I mean, Scoop said kind of exactly what I was thinking. Like, I think they're a seven-win team, and that's more than doubling your win total from the year before. Is that enough to make people go? Oh, Justin Fields still isn't the 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 fix here. Probably not. Uh, so we have an, at least another year of annoying conversation about that. I believe Justin Fields also has the most tickets put on him for MVP, like in the country, and it's because partially because of the odds. So people are just like, "Yeah, yeah. could he do it?" Well, theoretically, yeah, um, but I don't think the most money's behind him by any stretch, but. I like Fields. I like that they feel like they have a plan for the first time in a while Mm -hmm. with the Bears.
2: Like the losing ten in a row, I think was by design. Like again, trading, stripping the defense down was by design. They wanted the number one pick to be able to operate from that position. I don't think they'll be doing that on purpose. Even if I feel like they should, like let Field, like yeah, see what you can do. And if he's MVP, then yeah, you just you let him. You let him win MVP. You don't pull back the reins on them. <laughs> sit them fourth quarters like Steph Curry. I will go lower as well. I just feel like in their best interest, like you said, they have a plan now. This doesn't feel like, well, do they need to win certain number of games to keep the GM or coach off the hot seat? It feels like everybody's in lockstep. So I'll go lower, but it's a good lower. You right. want that two top ten picks next year. And, next, and they'll still have tons of cap space. They still haven't paid anybody relatively so i'll go lower so we're across the board lower seven and a half for the bears
1: what happens if they end up
2: with the number one pick again whether or not it's
1: their own do they go caleb like i understand picking fields over the guys who are available last year. Know nobody wanted have, to pick a
2: quarterback one yeah
1: yeah caleb doesn't have those deficiencies so even if you like fields you just like Look, man, we <laughs> we get to reset the clock. We were already building with a young, cheap quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now we get even more years of a young, cheap quarterback because we're taking one. That's where it feels like, yeah, I, I know I could get more for this number one overall pick. But if I trade fields, I feel a lot safer than I did doing it last year.
2: If you get one, I think you do have to. If he has the kind of year he's projected to have, of course. I think you do have to take him but it's interesting because it feels just like hey man I, w- I was like a real pro bowler not uh, <laughs> not I picked up the phone when the office is called if he has a real dual threat and they they say they win like eight games but get the number one would say the Panthers just stink it up I think you'd have to take Caleb
1: what would what would Fields have to do if the Panthers were the worst team in the league they got the number one pick if the Bears, like, lose the NFC Championship game, are you still going, Caleb? Like, how well does Fields have to perform?
2: <laughs> how much did they lose by? <laughs> he throws, like, six picks. It's absolutely his fault. <laughs> <laughs> Scoob, you you roll with Fields? Are you?
0: No, because you could probably get a lot of value trading him. He's one of those QBs you could probably get a good return on.
2: For Fields?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, might it be. Now, well, that was might be. The returns might be pretty this, equal,
2: honestly. Well, I think it would just hurt. You would have, what, one year left of him cheat before the fifth-year option? That I think that would hurt you versus full five for Caleb, who is just going to be a better prospect. It is but really
1: you know crazy. he's good already. That's part of the equation, too. Like, I know, yeah, I have to pay him soon. But if you're one of these shit-ass teams, speaking for me, I don't care about that. Like, I get you don't get that part of the building. However, you get a really good quarterback, like, ready to go now.
2: I think it also goes into, it's like, okay, if we start the bidding right now at three first-round picks for Caleb Williams, like, if somebody's willing to throw in, what, three seconds, I don't think you can do four first, right? Right. I think it's just three, yeah. But three first, first, three seconds. somebody talking, like, all your day one and two picks for that pick, I got to think about it. For sure. It'd be a great problem to have. It's almost similar to the card. Like, what if Kyler just comes back as healthy and looks great in this new system? Mm-hmm. But you get the number one pick, and it's Caleb Williams. So, I don't i trade both. I don't need a quarterback. I'm built different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Couldn't be me. Lower for the boys for the Bears. We move on to Scoob's Green Bay Packers. Also at seven and a half.
0: Division winner right here.
2: Maybe so. They were 8-9 last year. They started 3-1, and one, fell to 4-8, and eight, got back to 8-8, eight and eight, and then with the season on the line, lost at home to your Lions.
0: <laughs> it was tough. Nobody really lost that day. It was a great day.
2: What they do this offseason, Cole? Anything of note? So I feel like this is the Packers offseason
1: every offseason. Their additions slashed, re-signed. Column as zero. It's the only team with zero names on it. They are not a team I that a free, ages, agency. A <laughs> a free agency. They don't do it. Uh, <laughs> it's just very funny to see because the moved on tab is, is lengthy. Adrian Amos, gone. Alan Lazard, God, Dean, gone, not God, gone. Dean Lowry, gone. Jaron Reed, gone. Mercedes Lewis, again, still in the league. But gone, Randall Cobb, gone, Robert Tonyan, gone. No one else of note left,
0: right? Did I miss anybody?
2: Mason Crosby? Did you say Mason Crosby? Their longtime veteran leader.
0: I think they caught they caught someone rummaging through a pharmacist's drawer. And had to kick him off the team.
2: I thought it was the raccoons again, but it turns out it was
0: quarterback.
2: Somebody's old quarterback. That old man is out of their scoop. How do we how do we feel about it?
0: The lunchroom is a lot less awkward now. Everyone's getting yeah. everyone's getting along really well now without uh the mad scientist at quarterback.
2: It could be a happier locker room. Will it be a, will this lead to wins? Does winning breed chemistry? Does chemistry breed wins?
0: Of all the teams in the league, no one's jobs are more at stake. The Packers have really hung their jobs on this team, on these players. I mean, the head coach staked his job on the defensive coordinator, saying if the defense isn't good, you can get rid of both of us, you know? So I don't know.
2: It was like, oh we will. Yeah. Like they brought
0: brought him back. He put his he put his cock and balls on the table for him. That's why
2: they brought him back.
0: Yeah.
2: This should be a great offensive line. Like, I think the question, like, Bakhtiari, I think he missed some time. It's like, how long do you keep him? But Always. I Always. Yeah. So, it's, <laughs> when I was saying they have a guy like Zach Tom is just ready to be the swing tackle either way. So, they are, like, equipped. Offensive line should carry the offense because Jordan Love has thrown 83 passes in two seasons. What do we think he's capable of this year? At least 84 passes. Like, without a doubt. Trey Lance is like, I don't know. (laughs) you are really working the boy. Seems taxing. I'm in.
1: I'm in on. Like as an organization, it's funny to make fun of the Packers because they are the the closest NFL team, I think, to a college program like NFL, Texas A&M. Like you guys, you all own the team. Like cult, it's, yeah. it's just a town. Like it's the whole. I would not. None of us would know what Green Bay, Wisconsin is. Like not the capital or anything like that. Like I love everything about it. Um, Lambo leap is a very college tradition. Like it, it's you not love even college an football. Yeah, that's me. Um, but I love the influx of talent they've had. Like young talent. Obviously, they don't sign anyone that's illegal there. But looking at their last two draft classes, like I think they kind of smoked both of them. Uh, they took two Georgia guys last year, and when one of them wasn't getting ejected from games, he was solid. So I think they're going to – like I imagine Devontae White and Kay, uh, Quay Walker get better. Uh, they took Lucas Van Ness in the first round this year. I remember Scoop saying that was a very Packers pick. Um, it's an edge from Iowa, so I agree. They also took Kingsley and Igbari who I always thought was just criminally underrated coming into the draft. He was just an edge from South Carolina who was just okay. And it's like, he plays for the bad SEC team. Of course he's going to be good.
2: Careful, careful.
1: (laughs) They're not good. And Zach Tom, I'm glad you brought him up. There's I can't remember who puts it out every year. There's someone who puts out if certain offensive linemen hit these metrics. Do you know what I'm talking about? Whether well, that's it's like, Norris.
0: That's, that's Norris, is that's it that's Norris. Norris? I thought yeah, it was Norris. Norris. I couldn't
1: remember. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I I'll never
2: was... give him credit,
1: but <laughs> yeah, there's somebody, some guy, and Zach Tom, like, nah. like was elite in all of those things, and then he was was he sixth round pick, fourth, fourth, one fortieth yeah, overall,
2: that... day three pick.
1: And Scoop said they're relying on two second-year guys at receiver. It's more than that because those are their their vets. Everyone else is – they went double tight end this year with Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave. People are very high on both of them. And they also got Jaden Reed, who I'm very high on, and they took Dontavian Wicks and Jadakiss Bonds. I don't even know if Jadakiss Bonds is going to make the roster, but if you thought we were going to talk about the Packers and not mention Jadakiss Bonds, you don't know the show very well.
0: I'm all the way on, on, on Luke Musgrave. He's like 6'7". He's just a Hulk. He's a house. Catches everything. I like him. I like him a lot. Mm, I don't know. <laughs>
2: I don't know about that. Brock was like 6'7". He was. Very healthy, too. <laughs> a Hall of say. Famer. Not yet. We'll see. We'll see.
1: <laughs> I mean, Musgrave does kind of come into the NFL under similar... Uh, reason like Gronk didn't go high because he was coming off of injury. Bad, Musgrave right? went yeah. lower because of injury. Now it wasn't back injuries, so I feel like it's even safer to bet on. But I also don't know that his ceiling should be the greatest of all time. Maybe a little lower than that, but I, I agree. I'm in on Musgrave. And, I, again, I think Jaden Reed sneaky is going to steal this number two job from Dubs. I think Dubs will be better than he was last year because he won't have a drug addict yelling at him when he messes up slightly. So I'm not out on Romeo Doves by any stretch, but I just think Jaden Reed's really going to be um, big Jarvis Landry hours, even like a little, like just a target
2: Haas. It's a lot of upside, but like you've mentioned, it is all upside. We haven't seen it for a full season from like any of these guys. So so Brett Favre won 76% of his home games in Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers won 79%. Can Jordan Love just go like five and three this year? <laughs> like I do, We can start like five and three. They got eight home this year. Can he just do like five and three? I don't think there's too much to ask. But if the defense stinks like it did last year, will any of this matter? Because I feel like that's what let him down time and time again. It's like we cannot stop people from running for 200 yards or throwing on wherever Jair Alexander is not.
0: And the defense was supposed to be the good thing last year. Going into the season, it's all anyone talked about. is the Packers' defense.
2: So I do wonder, like, were people just way off? Were they a year early? Like, is this the year that it clicks? The UGA guys have another year in the system. I saw they had a top 10 pressure rate, but they blitzed the fifth most. So you're getting pressure, but you're leaving your secondary exposed. So was the secondary as bad as it looked? Was it the blitzing? I know they've got a baby boy in there, Carrington Valentine, 7th round pick is getting some rave reviews.
0: Yeah, I have seen people saying they're shocked they don't know how he went 7th round.
2: Yeah, he's not big. He's also he's not big play. Like I don't know how many career interceptions or whatever, but in terms of being right place where you need him to be, that's what he is as a cornerback. So, for him to already be like making some of the big plays, it's like, "Oh, maybe he is just clicking." So, I'm Big fan of Carrington, but it does seem like he's starting to – he's found some fans there already. What's the schedule looking like? So they have
1: the week six bye, which I hate for anybody.
2: It, would that help a young team, though? Could. Like, like this is a young – if, if it's like, okay, a month in, let's just reset. We're not tired yet, like we have the energy to take a week off. Let's just reset, see if we can go these last three months, whatever.
1: Even then, I think like a week later is more the sweet Mm. spot there. Uh, Like Mm. I don't, week four is where it's like, yeah, this helps nobody, no matter what your age or anything. Like this is
2: just bad tape to watch.
1: (laughs) So they they get the week six bye, and then it's week ten. They go at Pittsburgh, which I think is just tough for anybody. They play the Chargers at home, then they go at Detroit, Kansas City, at the Giants Monday night. Now I I feel like those are kind of even teams, so that's where it's like, and then they're they're fine the rest of the way. The rest of the way they're nobody.
0: Well, Jordan Love is gonna walk into. Oh no! It's a, it's a home game against the Chiefs. Well, he's gonna get revenge against uh, Patrick Mahomes. The real goat will be on display.
2: You know, Mahomes remembers this game. Has been planning this for. Some years
0: now. He outthrew him. He outthrew him. We'll remember. We we, we will have the signs. We we'll have never signs. forget.
1: That's three primetime games in a row. It's Thanksgiving, noon at Detroit, Sunday night football against the Chiefs, and then Monday night football
2: at New York. So that's kind of crazy. It's a couple long weeks in there, though. You get that Thursday yes. to Sunday, then that Sunday to Monday again. So that's. It does help. Interesting. Yeah. On the back end, I'm sure you're like, oh my god, I feel like we played eight games in three <laughs> weeks. But seven and a half. Scoops is seventeen and a half, is not enough. He's <laughs> taking the higher. Coley? I'm
1: going higher. I like I like the team, but I also I think I had him in the NFC championship last year and that didn't happen. <laughs> and I for sure was high on their defense last year. Uh, like when Scoob was just saying, he was talking about me. I was all in on the defense last year, and they fucking stunk. Um, <laughs> but I'm a fan of the youth, I and I, I do think Jordan Love's going to be good. I believe they, they've earned the benefit of the doubt. Like, hey, when we draft a guy and make him sit behind a Hall of Famer, he just learns. He just absorbs into him. So I think he's I'm high on him, I'm high on the receivers, and I think the defense
0: can't be worse. Hey, you guys stuck at special teams last year, right? Um, we were a lot better last year because we got Rich Bisaccia and I believe, um, but it was the year before we were awful, just terrible. Okay. But, yeah, we were a little better last year, but we got, we got better pieces back there now. Okay. Yeah, we got, we got the guy from the Jaguars that was really good, and they let him go. We got him Agnew. Like right away. Yeah, I think maybe not Agnew, maybe not Agnew, but, um, uh Keyshawn, Keyshawn Nixon I think maybe oh, I thought Nixon's uh, been there but maybe I'm thinking of someone else but they got someone from the Jaguars that play special teams who is pretty good
2: I do what like haven't seen no Jordan Love college tape just in general I like that he was like for these two years he was drafted knowing one's like hey you're not going to play like, this is not like a just-in-case this guy. I mean, if he goes on a bender and we can't get him out of a dark box <laughs> for 72 hours, so you might have to suit up. But for the most part, it's like, no, learn. I think he was third string the first year. It's like, we don't even want you to think about playing. So he's had definitely been able to take his time. Feels like they are in on him. I feel like this team, I I like that they went all youth. I feel like it'd be very easy to be like, ah, is it too much youth? Do we want to grab a couple? old guys to possibly take snaps and they're like no, like we're ripping the band-aid all the way off because if this hits they all grow together so i like that i'm going higher is your division winner school
0: oh yeah oh yeah for sure i'm all the way in on my, my pack this year all the way in
2: colin you gotta you like them that much
1: it, it's more like i don't know that i like anyone else more like i don't <laughs> right. that's where it's like yeah like it could I could see us being super wrong. Like Jordan Love just stinks. Only Christian, like Christian Watson's the only good receiver, but he gets hurt, so he doesn't even play. The defense does not take a step. Like that's all on the table, no doubt. But for their ceiling, I think I like it higher than any other team in the division.
2: Yeah, I don't like them winning the division, but I, I will go. I will go higher on them. Next, we have last year's division winner, Coley's Minnesota Vikings. Their number this year, eight and a half. They were 13-4 and four last year. Lost the wild card game to the Giants. What did these Vikings do?
1: Uh, they, they made a pretty big switch at running back. Uh, cutting Dalvin Cook. Retaining Alexander Madison, who I still can't believe is a modern running back and not like one of the people who founded this country.
2: <laughs> he didn't have a musket. He did have a musket.
1: <laughs> <Yeah. in Maryland. laughs> uh, they brought in Byron Murphy Jr., from the Cardinals good Uh, sign they brought in Marcus Davenport from the Saints who is solid Uh, Dean Lowry Garrett Bradbury Josh Oliver and it's the first full season of the tight end whose name I'm TJ Hawkinson to you trade from and Patrick Peterson's gone Dalvin Tomlinson's gone and yeah they the like I I feel like they had negative point differential right
2: Mm, yeah, them and the Giants. Yep.
1: They scored 424 points, allowed 427. Uh, but they were the fourth overall graded team in all of football, fifth on offense, fourth on defense, 24th on special teams. Uh, so the defense overall was good, but I do feel like they had holes plenty on that defense. I mean, Mac Jones tore them up. It's hard for me to respect this defense.
2: Oh, yeah, that was, I mean, the whole thing. like They were giving up 25 points a game. They also Brian Flores and his defensive coordinator. I feel like they're hoping that at least raises the floor. Like if y'all could just give up twenty-two points a game instead of twenty-five, like you mentioned, they're kicking Greg Joseph missed six extra points last year, and his field goal percentage was in the seventies. So it's like this team did have a, a negative point differential. They weren't quite a 13-win team, but it's like you mentioned how good the offense and defense was. It's like, oh, this wasn't a, a bad team, like masquerading as a good team. Like, did Kevin O'Connell overachieve? Is he just that good? Is it something like we knew this team wasn't good and they were still able to pull out some of these games? They had to come back against the Colts, which Very I don't know if that's against Jeff Saturday or for <laughs> Kevin O'Connell, <laughs> but – Still goes on his resume. I am curious about the Dalvin Cook thing because last four years, he's been like over 1,600 yards per from scrimmage, 4.7 yards per carry, 46 touchdowns, 16 fumbles. So if Madison comes in he's not quite that, but he does not drop the ball, that might be all they need. I feel like they want to throw first and throw often. Like Addison's in there, full season of Hawkinson, Justin Jefferson, of course. Can Madison do just enough?
0: For a team that wants to throw the ball a lot, though, not really the best wide receiver room. You know, like, Justin Jefferson, obviously, is the best wide receiver in the league. But, I mean, we don't know Addison. Addison's also a smaller guy, slower guy, I believe. And K.J. Osborne, I mean, I haven't really seen anything from K.J. Osborne. So it's kind of a weaker room for a team that wants to throw, throw, throw.
2: I think the case is that Hawkinson is just going to be a wide receiver, too. With the way they use him. And then you hope, can Addison be third, getting very favorable looks? Because he's not 4-2 blazing. He's more quick than fast. He's shifty, which I feel works into the way that they use Justin Jefferson. So I feel like between those three, but you are asking a lot of those three. It's not a deep room. Well, it's like, I
1: I like KJ Osborne not as wide receiver too, which is what it felt like he was tasked with last year. Now, with the addition of Hawkinson. Jordan Addison was the Bolitnikov winner at Pitt. He went to USC and he had a fine year. I think it raised some flags. It was like he played with the Heisman and his numbers got worse. He also played with the first round pick at Pitt when he won the Bolitnikov uh, winner when Kenny Pickett. So I I I agree he's not blazing fast, but when I hear that, and these are not the same type of receiver, I think of Anquan Bolton. Like there are plenty of guys who come into the league without blazing speed and they go on to have damn near Hall of Fame careers. I think he's going to be really good, especially because he gets to play behind Justin Jefferson. If, if a team with no receivers took him, and he was just tasked with being wide receiver one immediately, yeah, I don't love that. But I think from where they were last year with an aging, injured Adam Thielen as the supposed wide receiver two, to where they are now, this feels like a, a night and day almost compared to where it was last year.
2: They also had a pretty good offensive line.
1: Great, according to these grades, I'm looking at. I was gonna say yeah, I feel
2: like it was. I think I saw that the tackles are really good. The interior was less good, but young and up and coming, like some room to get better. So if you feel, I, I, this is the whole running back. Like, do running backs matter? Not Saquon Barkley, not Josh Jacobs. It's can you go from Dalvin Cook, who was a, like a good above average running back, to Alexander Madison, who we think he can be that. But is the line good enough? If the situation's good enough, can he just be twelve hundred yards and double digit touchdowns as well?
1: The most tenured offensive lineman here was drafted in twenty eighteen. Darisaw was see twenty or twenty 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 one. Ezra mm-hmm. Cleveland at guard was twenty twenty. Um, and then Ed Ingram from LSU was last year. So it's a very young and already accomplished line. Like Christian Darius, I was the number two graded tackle in football last year. He's been a monster since he stepped into the league. It's a really good line, and it's contract year Kirk. So I do think they're going to be throwing the ball a tremendous amount of time, and I think it's going to work a lot because they got him more weapons than he had previously.
2: Yeah. Again, the running game would just keep him – Honest. The offensive line should be great. Has some weapons. Contract year. We talked about it some. This felt like the Trey Lance team. I wish they just had a young quarterback waiting in the wings. But for this year only shouldn't matter. Yeah, the defense had 10th worst pressure rate. Lost to Darius Smith, but added Marcus Davenport. He had half a sack last year. But, in general, I feel like he was graded like better than somebody that had half a sack, so people feel like that was he'll bounce back this year and so Darius did fade down the stretch, so you're hoping that some younger legs in there helps the defense. I think Flores alone. will just bring the floor of that defense up. Uh, but they did take Andre Carter, the troop um mm.
1: which you gotta love. obviously, this draft class was it was the Jordan uh, Addison show. And then 22, that's where they got uh, Ingram, who's their starting guard. Uh, I feel like Jalen Naylor, it's year two for him coming out of Michigan State. So they still have a couple young receivers who could could make an impact. And it's year two of Andrew Booth, who they took in the second round corner out of Clemson. So that secondary has potential to get better. But Patrick Peterson wasn't bad last year. It was kind of like... If I remember at one point in the season, the 10 guys were playing zone and they were just letting him play man. So maybe if all 11 guys are on the same wavelength, uh, maybe it works better. Who knows?
2: It's like I do, like one-on-one, I think Byron Murphy's a better player. But I also do remember when they came back from, what, 30 points down, it was Patrick Peterson in the locker room. It was like, guys, just score eight touchdowns for it. We'll do the rest. So if he was that leadership, they'll maybe missing that. I feel like just on the whole, Flores and some of the talent upgrades has them better. Like the offense should carry this team. The defense just needs to be not horrendous. What's their schedule looking like?
1: Week two through seven doesn't look that fun. They play at Philly. It's prime primetime game. Thursday night game at Philly. So week two, you're on a short week against Love. Philly at Philly. That's fun. They play the Chargers at home. Uh, which I feel like indoors is, like, can they open the roof? Is that a retractable roof? Because they should retract. Yeah, why,
2: why would they want to? <laughs>
1: <laughs> then they get the at the Panthers, so that's, like, take a breath for a second. Then you play the Chiefs. <laughs> and then Another breath. At the Bears. And then you have the 49ers and at Green Bay. So that's
2: week two through eight. Eight and a half is their number i was i'm going higher i don't think this is a 13 win team again but i do in general i like the upgrades that they have made like this is a team in position next year if they get a quarterback and don't just keep running back the kirk cousins carousel you could do worse than kirk cousins i'm not saying like put him out the door but if they if one does come available they're interesting i will say higher than eight and a half for minnesota
0: I'm gonna say I'm also gonna say higher, but it sure would be fun if they were just complete ass and then they were the team (laughs) that traded for Caleb Williams. That would be pretty fun. Is that what you you would want those (laughs) two? I was gonna say yes.
2: You should want them to win the division this year, sign Kirk Cousins to a ten year deal and keep Caleb Williams out of your nightmares.
0: I just want some competition. It's getting bored on top here. Oh,
2: brother. You didn't even win it last year. What is this? Give me a break.
0: Super Bowl champions, see that last one to win in this. Mike division. McCarthy ain't walking through that door, Paul. He he just might.
2: He might get fired. He, no, you're soon. right. He may. <laughs> he could walk through that door, McMahon.
1: <laughs> <It's> Smash some watermelons. <laughs> I'm looking at the whole schedule for them to get to nine. You've got to beat Tampa week one. Uh, you got to beat the Panthers week four. I think you have to sweep either the bears or the lions. Both obviously would help. I don't think you're sweeping the package. You get to get one off them. You have to beat the Falcons, which isn't a gimme just because they don't play the same football as everyone else. So if you're not ready to be chasing around running backs all day, you could easily lose that. You get to play the saints. That feels super winnable. Uh, you get, they get to play the Broncos, but it's at Denver, which is always a wrinkle you don't want to really fuck with. They play at the Raiders. They also get the second-half Bengals in week, week 15, so like that's, that's probably sure. not a win. <laughs> and then you end with two with the Lions and the Packers. So those Lions games could be for the playoffs, depending on how we feel about the Lions. That Packers team, two of, or all of us, think is going to be solid. So, yeah, at nine, you said it was seven-and-a-half or? Eight-and-a-half. Eight-and-a-half? Eight and <sighs> That's Vegas for you. Yeah, I mean, I lean nine. I'll take the higher. But I, I could easily see them being eight and nine, like very easily.
2: Or if they just think They're like, listen, This the differential was right. They are so bad. <laughs> so bad. That leaves us with the favored Detroit Lions. Their number is nine and a half. team was nine and eight last year. They started one and six finished 8-2. and two. The last time the Lions won the division was 1993. It was the NFC Central because the <laughs> NFC North was not invented until 2002. They have never <laughs> won the <laughs> NFC North, and they are projected to come in at 9.5 wins. What did they do this offseason? So
1: they did have uh, just a dog shit secondary. <laughs> just the worst. The worst you've ever seen. <laughs> and they addressed it. They they went and got CJ Gardner Johnson. They got Cam Sutton. They got Emmanuel Mosley. I believe all on very short term deals. So they were like, one or just, two, Yeah, we just got to figure it out now. It's a winnable <laughs> division. Let's figure it out." They brought in Alex, or they brought back, excuse me, Alex Anzalone, uh, David Montgomery. They stole from the Bears. Marvin Jones is back after a stint in Jacksonville and Big 50 Teddy Bridgewater is in the building Now they lost DJ Chark, they lost Mike Hughes, they lost Deshaun Elliott and we talk about Patrick Peterson being the heart and soul they lost Jamal Williams I don't know that you can easily, you've seen what happens to the Packers when they lose a Jamal Williams the whole fucking place lights on fire the quarterback starts doing illicit substances it's not good when you lose a Jamal Williams from your locker room
2: we need to check on Jared Goff man (laughs) He just might not be doing well.
0: I mean, they said he's he's one of those fifteen pounds of muscle guy, so he might be on might be on the, the roids, you know. Mm,
2: maybe so. This is an offense that averaged nearly twenty seven points a game last year and hit thirty eight different times. Their offensive line was good, and now they get a uh, Halai Vitae back, so they should be better. That scares me because I thought there might – like going into last year, I feel like it was some tackle, not even controversy, but it's like they drafted Su or they're going to put him on the left side. That's what you do when you take a guy top 10. And it's just like, no, he's really good on the right side. I think it's Taylor Decker's like really good on the left side. What if we just left him right where they were? And their offense scored 27 points a game last year. Seemed to have worked. How long is Jamison Williams out for – Reasons I forget. Six, six games? weeks. Six? Okay, yeah. I thought it was, was it four or six. So he's out six games. Yeah, six I'm,
0: games. I'm surprised they didn't, like, appeal it, get it down to, like, three. Or maybe six was the appeal. Yeah, I
2: was like, maybe they did. I can't recall.
0: They were allowing appeals on gambling.
1: Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. I did know Wondra I could do that, you that, back, Your like, Honor.
2: Yeah, you really want me to look into these books? <laughs> no, sir. Six games is just fine. Some new tools in there, though, like David Montgomery, like you mentioned. Jameer Gibbs, first-round running back. He's there. It is what it is. S- Sammy Laporta. Ben Johnson back. Like, the, the hot name guy last year stuck around because he was like, I believe in what we got going here, i.e. he wants to coach Caleb Williams in Arizona. <laughs> the defense, like you mentioned, it was – this was a team, like two halves, really. Like weeks one through eight, the defense allowed thirty-two points a game. From week nine on, they allowed twenty. So it's like if that if that's the team that kicks up, the team that's still scoring thirty and allowing twenty, nine and a half is way too low. So it's like what are, what are we missing? Why are the why are they Lions. hesitant on this team other than the being <laughs> the Detroit Lions? <laughs> the Detroit Lions. I if
0: mean you they, put
2: this weapons on any other team, we'd be like, oh man, eleven and a half, ten and a half. If you
1: went back and listened to every, like, legitimate football podcast or TV show, anything, and you broke down just the position groups not to take in the first two rounds of the draft, that's all the Lions did in <laughs> this draft. And I love it because I like not conforming. I It's like, fuck it. like we, They said they were going to take Gibbs. What was their original pick? Sixth? I think sixth is the pick they held. Like, we were going to take him sixth. We decided to trade back and take him again. Uh, Then they took Jack Campbell, who people immediately hated because they took him 18th. Jack Campbell (laughs) lit the combine on fire with how athletic he was. Like, he was outperforming some corners. He's like 6'5,
2: like, (laughs) legit freak at his (laughs) linebacker. And perform. Like, he's not only, yeah, yeah, not only combine freak.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, I mean, they do have a lot of youth. On the defense, Josh Pascal and edge out of your Wildcats. They took him in the second right. round last year. Aiden Hutchinson, they took second overall last year. James Houston, they took out of Jackson State in the sixth last year, and he looked really good last year. He has the highest pass rush grade, like 18 points higher than Aiden Hutchinson higher. Uh, It's eight
2: sacks in seven games.
1: Yeah, monster. They took Malcolm Rodriguez. Like They took Malcolm Rodriguez, who, again, was just a linebacker. That's the only thing he did wrong in this one. (laughs) He played linebacker. They got him in the sixth, and he was really good last year. As a rookie, he was really good. They took Kirby Joseph off that Illinois defense in the third last year. He He was okay year one. But when you're a rookie and the rest of the defense around you stinks because it's either all rookies or just guys who stink, Yeah, I can understand his rating not being that high. Uh, They took uh, an Iowa tight end this year in Sam Laporta. That always works. I don't care where they took these guys. The the only pick they took high in the last two drafts that everyone agreed consensus was correct is the guy who hasn't played football because of injuries and gambling. That's Jamison Williams.
2: I will say, yeah, there is something to yes, we like this guy. We are going to take him. Because again, looking back, like from this point on, nobody cares where you were drafted. Right. It is. It is Jack Campbell, is Brian Branch, who they added him to the secondary yep. as well. Is he is he good? Does Jameer Gibbs produce? It seems like they are going to give him a chance, like to be creative enough to justify that. So I asked, what does Jared Goff have to do to get the contract extension. Again, he's got 2 years left, but it does like since they got him it's been, man, when do they when do they get off that? They're setting this up so nice for when they do get a quarterback in there. And he looked great last last year. Like objectively i was like' say it's probably second best season. He had like a heater yeah. with the Rams. Yeah, they had to, so, go to the Super Bowl. Yeah.
0: Every, everything I read says like he's going to take another step this year. Like so I'm fully ready for like Jared Goff to just keep this job.
2: He just may again he has the pedigree. Like he's had playoff success. It's not like he's the one holding a team back from playoff success. He's he, how's Jared Goff? 28? Uh, 27? Yeah, Twenty-eight? Uh twenty seven. He's
1: gonna be twenty nine in October.
2: I don't think like knock on wood, I don't think he's had like any major injury history. So it's like, yeah, what if he did just find Another good offensive mind and some weapons to rock with. And at the very least, he balls out for two years and gets paid by whoever is looking for some Jared Goff. You but if do he so- does, I just wonder what he would have to do for them to be like, you know what, we're not even looking anymore. What you say, Colin?
1: I, he should have – like, it's the Detroit Lions. He should have already done that in their eyes. They, you could do so much worse than Jared Goff, like so much worse.
2: Well, maybe the question is, why would he take, should he take it? Because he knows if he gets to unrestricted free agency, he'll be 30. If he yeah. has two good years and looks fine, he would just step into that Kirk Cousins. Somebody will pay me. Roll.
0: I think outside of Mahomes, someone in the chat, one of our shows said, outside of Mahomes, he was the fastest to 2,500 yards last year. So.
2: I could see that. They was thinking early, so they were, I could see that.
1: It, that part of part of the equation with him and i don't know that it will be helped this year unless Jamison williams comes back and looks like the guy we projected him to be out of college his is it's not on off numbers cuz it's football not basketball but when amon Ra was not on the field the offense was not flying around like it was and i do wonder Jamal Williams led the league in rushing touchdowns last year, being able to punch it in in the red zone that easily last year. Now they bring back a really good line, and I know they hope Montgomery can just assume that role, which he probably can. But if he's even a little worse, that's just less points on the board. So that's where it's like, will the offense be as good as it was last year? They, they I mean, Gibbs is going to see the ball a lot. James Williams will be back in week seven. So it it has the potential to be, but... There's a lot of points they need to recreate from last
0: year.
2: Yeah, I would guess that they're hoping it's like, OK, if Montgomery's not everything Williams was, but can Gibbs be more than DeAndre Swift was? Great. Can we get more on the whole? And I wonder how with the when Amon Ra was out, was that after Hawkinson was already traded too? So they no, really... he didn't play
1: or he was banged up during the Patriot game, which was earlier in the season and they got shut out because he couldn't do anything. He couldn't mm. move, and he didn't play the whole game. So that's where it's like, I don't know who – they're just relying on either unproven guys or old guys, and Marvin Jones. That's where it's like the depth behind Tim, especially with Jamison missing the first six weeks. That's why I thought they were the perfect, like, JSN team, someone like that.
2: Mm. We will see. I get, the hope is that he's not coming back from – Rehab this time, yeah. What's their schedule? Well, He's what, banged what up first right six, now. He hurt he his
1: hamstring in camp because that's why they stopped <laughs> playing him in preseason games.
2: Uh, well, that I don't like that. What's those first six of their schedule look like? They start the season,
1: they play Thursday night at the Chiefs. That's opening night, ring Love night.
2: It. The Lions are here, baby. They
1: are, they are here. Then they play the Seahawks at home, they play the Falcons at home. They go at Green Bay, they get the Panthers at home, and then they get at Tampa. So it's outside of literally game one and two in my eyes, but other people would
2: disagree. Not the toughest stretch? Yeah, not horrible. If you're four and two when Jamison comes back, I feel like you're feeling pretty good, right? Three and three at worst if you're trying to legit win this division because I... Seems like all yeah, all the numbers were between seven and a half and nine and a half. They don't think anybody stinks in this division. They don't think anybody's great in this division.
1: Right. It feels like a, a slightly worse version of the AFC North.
2: Pretty much, yeah. Four competitive teams. No real stinkers, but doesn't have the ceiling of the AFC North. Nine and a half, Scoob, you were...
0: Under. Too much hype for a Lions team. Just not going to happen.
2: With the lion silver on his chest, man, it is nasty out here. Champions,
1: champions.
2: Nine and a half, Coley, for these Detroit Lions.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about them. I came in thinking lower, and I it still makes more sense in my brain to pick lower on the Lions because the the lot respectfully, they're the Lions. There's no sustained stretch where it's like, oh, they might stack four losses in a row here. Like that doesn't exist. Uh, they've got a, a nice bye week in week nine, like a little early, but not terrible by any means. They get the Vikings two out of the last three weeks. They can really put some movement in there. They get the Cowboys week 17. Like that's not the hardest stretch I've ever seen in my life. They get to play the Bears twice. They it's like just not a difficult schedule. So yeah, I'm I'm forced to take the higher here. Scoop can't yeah.
0: believe it. Throwing it up. Weren't that your Lions last year? He's wearing the shirt right now, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always remember in high school, I wanted to be contrarian, so I had a Lions uh, sweater I would wear, just uh, just to get harassment, just
2: <laughs> just to get a rise out of people. You a piece of work.
1: One of my good friends. Again, we grew up in Boston. Like we we were maturing into teenhood, uh, adolescence, as. They've started not being tremendous losers, and he was a Tampa Bay Devil Rays fan. <laughs> it's just like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this to yourself? You have no
0: connection to these people.
2: Yeah, I just give up the bit, man.
0: I, I also had a Toronto Maple Leafs hoodie. The year they were just absolutely terrible, and we, <laughs> we had we had one one teacher in the high school watch hockey. He's like, "Why do you wear that, man?" He was like, "You don't even, he's like, you don't even watch that." I you know you don't.
2: <laughs> you no know, real puck, man. <laughs> I keep looking at this nine and a half, and I can't think of any other reason than them being the Detroit Lions to go lower. But they're the Detroit Lions. I'm going <laughs> lower. I, I'm <laughs> dang, I'm going lower. I need to see it. And if they like, I want this team, they could be so much fucking fun. Like I want I want to be wrong on this. I want everybody to look good. Jameson, to like he's shot out of a rocket when he gets back. Amon Ra doing everything pascal getting 18 sacks they are the detroit lions man i just I, I just can't shake that so i it's a i do think like still winning season i don't think they fall off completely but we look they was we were saying some of the same stuff last year and they started one and six so i, I just can't shake that so i'm it's a lower for me so who scoob you got the pack winning division oh yeah who do you got winning division going?
1: I was going to say the Packers, but I, now I feel like we've disrespected the Lions too much. I'm in on the Lions. <laughs> the Lions.
0: Let me take this shirt off. You can put it on.
2: <laughs> School just has a, a Viking shirt underneath that one. <laughs> I will take these Vikings again. In a like, division that's that close, I'll take the team that just won 13, and I feel like the defense can't get worse, but I do think there's a very – close one i agree with vegas as it would turn out but i will yeah give, give me the vikings to win this division so to recap for the chicago bears all three of us we're lower on seven and a half yeah packers we are all higher on seven and a half vikings we're all higher on eight and a half and then man we could have been a had a solid division across the board but coley and his Lions, he's going higher 9.5. Scoob and I are going lower than 9.5 on these Lions. We got anything else on the NFC North, boys? Believe that will do it. Another one in the books. We thank everybody for tapping in. Please hit that thumbs up. NFC North and AFC North dropping this week. We uh. Ha- I guess we don't have to do the Souths next week, but those shorts, maybe like we'll do like a little 30 second (laughs) short for the AFC NFC South cover our bases there until then. Thumbs up, please. And thank you for the McMahon for school. Everybody
0: helping behind the scenes. We appreciate you. We'll catch you next time.